Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. We are back. We are on time this time. Congratulations, everyone. Um, and I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And yeah, we did it. We played a game in two weeks. Yeah, we picked a real short one intentionally. Um, less because we've been uh, missing our deadlines lately and more because Kelso and I are both playing Tears of the Kingdom and didn't want to take a bunch of time away from that. Womp womp. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, Listen, it, there's a lot of that game. <laughs> there's just so much of it. I I mean, I knew there was going to be more game than Breath of the Wild. I'm like, I was was and still am kind of a little shocked by just how much more game there is. Um, a lot of game! Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not complaining about. Yeah. Like I we said last... We won't get into it too deep, because we don't want to spoil anyone who's currently playing it. <laughs> yeah. But, like I said last time, I was, like, in the mood for that sort of thing, and it has been scratching that itch. Uh, and will continue to do so, I guess, for many more hours. Yeah, completionist, completionist time, according to how long to beat, is like 170-something hours. Well, I'm not doing that, but <laughs> still. I, yeah. I, I have no desire to find every Korok. Um, yeah. Or every single shrine. Yeah. I it's feel like there's fewer gamer. shrines. Yeah, I know. I, that's fine. I I stopped caring um, a long time ago. I I felt very very gratified. Um, this has been like within the last year, where um, my boyfriend and I were talking, and he's like, you know, I've just decided that it's totally fine and okay to play games on easy mode, like if it's a narrative game and I don't care and I just want to play the game. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, it's great to do that. It's awesome <laughs> to do that. Oh boy, More do I have do a, that? Do I have a story for you guys about the game we played this time? <laughs> I think we have the same story. Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> that's fine. Look, I played this game ten years ago, more than ten years ago, whatever. Um, with without cheating, we'll, and we'll get to it. We'll get to yeah, that. we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, yeah. other things going on in um. Literally three and a half minutes from when we are now recording this, uh, Summer Games Done Quick is starting. So there's there looks like there's going to be some real cool stuff out this. And speaking of Breath of the Wild, I believe the last bonus game is a uh, nearly two-hour Breath of the Wild blindfolded run. Oh. <laughs> so that just makes me anxious. <laughs> that'll be interesting. There's also... Um, a uh, Ring Fit Adventure World 1 um, speedrun. And every time I play Ring Fit, I think to myself, what on earth would a Ring Fit speedrun look like? I hope it's just very buff people playing the game very good and fast. I, I wonder if you like swap where the controllers are. Right? Because the the um the ring one usually uh which you're supposed to do with your hands usually requires 
using more pressure, which is easier to do with your legs than your hands. And then the mm-hmm. leg strap usually requires like moving around really quickly, which is easier to do with your hands than your legs. So I wonder if there's something like they swap the controller positions or they do some other thing that like fakes out doing the exercises. I think no matter what, it's still going to be real strenuous to do. Yeah, you just gotta, you um, gotta turn but... the ring con into a fucking thigh master. Yeah, right? That might be the case. Um, so I'm just, I'm real curious how this will go. But there's like a, there's a Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh, like, randomizer. Um, there's gonna, I don't know, there's gonna be some real cool stuff. I'm real excited. Games nice. done quick schedule. Let's see what all what all is on here um the like pretty early this morning there is a all bosses co-op run of bug snacks which oh no <laughs> i have been watching uh i've been watching the play uh, a playthrough of that as like a, a let's play uh that game is real fucked up <laughs> as it turns out oh bug snacks yes yeah it is it, it looks very like cute and cartoony when you like don't know much about it, but actually kind of uh yeah, kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's basically uh, body horror. Um Yeah. They they did a great job of um of burying the lead. Because I feel like it's it's a pretty universal experience to have played Bug Snacks and gotten to a point where you're like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I I do love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of intentionally like low, low, uh, low balling it, low, underselling it is probably the word I want, um, because it's like the one of the reasons it's so fucked up is because it presents itself as such like a cute, like Muppets cartoon. <laughs> it's like oh, it's like Pokemon meets Muppets, and it's like no, this is a this is body horror. <laughs> this is like real messed up. Yep, you love to see it. I'm looking through the list of games they're going to be playing now and to see if any of my friends like that I know that's so good are going to do any runs. But I think they all kind of stop applying to yeah. games done quick. That's but I bad. noticed uh, they're playing Neopets okay. for the PS2. Oh boy. That's gonna be good. Neopets the Darkest Fairy for PlayStation 2. Yep. Neopets spin-off game. Uh there's a Proud Race on Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. There's a Tass Celeste. Um, they're doing uh a few Pokemon games. I think they're doing um Scarlet or Violet, one of the two. Um, there's gonna be a, a Stepmania showcase. Um, there's a bunch of Zelda stuff, including the one that I just finished for Game Boy, um, the Link Between Worlds. Mm. Uh, there's a, in the, in the awful block, they're doing another Batman Forever run, which is very exciting, because that is, like, one of my favorite speedrun <laughs> bots, is the previous Batman Forever, because that game is real dumb. Oh, man. Uh, I think the Wayne's World game is in that block as well. Uh, they are they are doing a VVVVV run um, that's uh, any percent glitchless, I think. Uh, also, I want to be the guy. Uh, speaking of massacre games, 
any percent uh, glitchless Elden Ring. Like there, there's gonna be, there's gonna be some cool stuff. I'm very excited. I mean, there's always cool stuff at Games Done Quick. There's always something to find to watch, but like sometimes there are like lists that get me more excited than others, and this one is very exciting. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. For, for if if somehow anyone is listening to this podcast and doesn't know what Games Done Quick is, it is a twice annual uh charity speedrunning marathon where for a solid week people just do speedruns uh and there's like a central, you know, hosting group and there's prize raffles and interviews with the runners and all kinds of fun stuff and it's just it's just a great way especially because um most of the people who are uh, running the games um, also are either commentating themselves or they have someone doing commentary. So it's a great way to learn about the speedruns and learn about the games and what their glitches are and how their <laughs> strange programming quirks are taken advantage of. And it's and it all supports charity. So it's like, um, I think the... I'm trying to remember. I think the summer one is uh, the um, uh, Cancer Prevention um, Foundation, and winter is Doctors Without Borders, or vice versa. One of the two. Uh, oh no, this one's okay. This one's Doctors Without Borders, and the winter one is uh, is Prevent Cancer Foundation. But yeah, so just yeah, you know. You get to you get to learn about a lot of cool speed runs. You can enter some raffles for prizes, and it's all for charity. It's a great time. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the schedule now too, and I'm just like getting. I should not be looking at a schedule and trying to <laughs> podcast. So sorry it's, it's about good that. Though, right? It's it good is. though, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's. Um... Yeah, week long starting today, twenty four seven, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and this this Monday is a uh, Memorial Day, so most people in the U.S. have off from work. So this is an excuse to watch more speedruns. Just saying, just saying. Yeah. I the like the promise of a three day weekend uh, here in America. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> um, has like kept me going for the last month or so oh. um and i'm very pleased that it's here also yeah. they let me leave a couple hours early on friday so Yay. that was nice and i saw a cute dog oh yes you posted pictures in our discord of the cute dog if anybody yeah. needs reasons to join the uh discord kelso posted some a picture of a very cute dog yeah i've also other other animal sightings in my life there has been um, a blue jay that I, that both of us have seen um, visiting the the cat food station, mm -hmm. um, and it is the bluest, most beautiful, handsome blue jay I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. He is gorgeous, and I I need to get a good picture of him. He is absolutely stunningly beautiful. Um, well, so he's got to be careful eating from the cat food. He he, gonna get jumped by those cats. I know. Uh, that's why I got to get a picture before he gets eaten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Blue Jays, but... from my what I understand, are kind of assholes, though, in, in the bird world. Um, they are oh, jays, and jays tend to be true. kind of aggressive and and intelligent, but like uh, tend to be bullies of smaller songbirds. That's fine then. He can get it. I don't care. <laughs> He's, it's um, uh, beauty is fleeting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, not that they don't deserve to exist and be. Uh, have their lives, but I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, you don't have to feel too bad if they get. Yeah, eaten. and I mean, even if they do get eaten, it's it's my yard cats that's going to be eating them, so it's a win-win, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Feeding your pets, you're not pets. Mm-hmm. My not pets, yeah. They basically are mine. I've named, I've named them. I get excited to see them, like whatever. Um, I'm still I'm still gonna plug the uh uh catch neuter release program. That, yes. uh, yeah, even, no, even don't, your feral don't even your feral cats can be neutered. Just we've FYI. Had, we've yeah, no, we've had them come. Um they have they were not able to catch all of them. Mm-hmm. Um but they were able to I think I think three of them were were caught and snipped and released back into the wild or into the bike yard rather. Um <laughs> And yeah. and there was like a litter of kittens, and they caught all but one of the kittens. Okay. Well, so three of the four they caught. So That's good. that should put a slight damper. damper. And the... <laughs> On the I feral mean, last cats. last Dude. year, like right after we had moved in, there were fucking like ten cats, and most of them were kit. Like there were, I want to say there were three litters that were born mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, so that was, like, a bit much, but now yeah. we've gotten down to a pretty reasonable, like, roughly five, six cats that I see, not every day, but most days I will see at least two or three of them. Yeah. And I think that's reasonable, so. Yeah. So there we go. This, this is my, like, PSA soapbox. It's like, listen, cats, like, absolutely obliterate local ecosystems. They don't eat anything, they just like to kill. Mm-hmm. They are little murder machines, and if you are... If you have a pet cat, you should keep it indoors. Do not like just let it roam freely outside. Um, and if you and have if you've got a feral colony, yes, you should try to get them as fixed as you can. Yeah. So that you don't make yeah. more murderers. Yep. And you don't have to kill them. You don't have to like murder a cat colony in order to like protect the environment. You can just have them neutered and re-released, and they will go about their cat lives, and they just won't make you know, a fuck ton more feral cats they for the next generation. They won't make more cats. Yeah. Yep. I never had a cat that didn't eat animals. I mean, like, they, they, that's their whole deal. I mean, they, they do eat they, them they also. They like intestines, but they eat everything else. I mean, like, they do eat stuff in the wild. The, like, it, we're not saying, like, they kill and then they never eat any of it, but they do kill a lot more than they eat. Um, a lot of times they, like, you know, they will kill and eat until they are full, and then they will continue to hunt and kill animals. That is, that's just, like, how cats do. Yeah, there was, there was, like, a study done on this where they basically attached body cameras to cats, and some of them, I think they were all house cats that were Mm indoor-outdoor, and it was something like 50, 50, slightly more than 50%, like, I want to say maybe 56% of the animals that they killed 
they just like left them to rot <laughs> like yeah. they didn't bother to eat them i'm sure with ferals it's probably a little different and they probably yeah. are eating more of the the animals than that yeah. they kill than like a house cat would but yeah, yeah although you are still. feeding them right so yeah, i am feeding them you are providing them with a diet that is not the things they kill that's true but also i don't i try to like feed them the amount so that there is like by the time i get home from work if there is little to no food left i'm like okay i think i've done a good job like i try not yeah. to have them have enough food so that there's like food out all the time like through the night and through the day like i i yeah, try to feed them attract, enough so that they attract other pests too yeah yeah like the possum yeah um i haven't seen the possum in a while but the possum maybe was the around. cat's got it i don't know the possum was pretty big um, yeah maybe maybe the maybe they ganged up on him but i don't yeah. know i don't feel like i would try to attack something that was like my size uh, yeah. I feel if like i lived cat... in the wild if the cats are already feral, then feeding them is probably not going to make the problem worse. Um, so it's, yeah. you know, as long as they're neutered, so it's probably fine. Yeah, um, that's true. Anyway. Uh, sorry about the soapbox. <laughs> that's fine. Did I tell you last time about uh, uh, how my sister met some boars in the wood? No. And basically saw nine of them in a row? Whoa, that's like actually scary though. Like wild boars will are not nice. Nah, they're they don't do anything. They can okay. kill you, but they they pretty much won't unless you're aggressing them. I assume. Yeah, they're oh, super thought... shy. Okay, I thought they were like kind of territorial, but maybe that's I don't know. Maybe that's just like they're... Texan boars. Or they're, 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 they're usually asleep during the day. Oh. oh, interesting. I did not know that. Little um, babies. My understanding is that they are incredibly dangerous to hunt because if they, like, turn their aggression on you, they're kind of, like, really tanky. Um, yeah, I believe it. And will, like, run you down. But yeah, they, I, you know, like most wild animals, they would rather not deal with humans given the option. I mean, they absolutely destroy, like, crops. Mm, and everything, because they like flip the ground layer upside down to eat. Oh yeah, so they just they're, they're ruining, yeah. ruining everything. Interesting. That's that's good to know. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess they are generally considered to be like pest animals. If you know, if you're in a rural community, they are not yeah. looked kindly upon. So, yeah. That still sounds awesome, though, seeing a bunch of like wild piggies in the in the woods. <laughs> it's like that uh, that TikTok or whatever about like animals that like I would hug despite the fact that I know they would burner me. I think that's like most most animals for me, honestly. Um, oh, the <laughs> think... other thing, the other thing that I've noticed. Speaking of animals that wouldn't murder you but are kind of scary, I've been seeing. And I, this, I don't know, like, why, but for some reason, for, like, the past month or two, I've seen a lot of vultures. Like, not, not the big ones, like, not the big ones, like, little, little turkey vultures. Turkey vultures, um, yeah. But I, I don't know, I don't think I've ever seen one in Virginia until, like, just this, these past couple months, so I don't know what's going on, but, ugh. 
but I think, I don't know, I think they're cute. I know that's not not a popular opinion, but I feel like I mean, they just no, it's, they're fine. <laughs> I think they 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 they're cute because it's like, oh, I want to put a little hat on your bald head, keep you nice and warm. <laughs> like there's a there's a drive to take care of them because they look like they've got cold heads. Um, that's all. Yeah, so, that's fair. Uh, those have been my animal sightings. Lately, blue jays and uh, vultures. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. <laughs> That's it. I don't know why I'm talking about this. No, Do you I, wanna... <laughs> I, I kind of like vultures, but okay. anyway, yeah, we should probably talk about the game. Yeah. All right. What did yeah. we play? We played V V V V V V by um. What, what, Terry Cavanaugh. Had... Thank you. I had yes. it up for you. That's fine. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a platforming game. An early indie platforming game from I want to say oh it's from 2010. Yeah, one of one of the kind of OG OG um indie darlings. Yeah. From back in the day. Yeah, very old school massacre game <laughs> kind of in the vein of Massacre in the sense of like masochistic, um, in the in the vein of like I want to be the guy and Super Meat Boy and you know games like that. Um, so I wanted to ask actually before we get into anything, is this a massacre game in the same style? It's not. I would say it doesn't have the element that like I want to be the guy type games have, where it's like intentionally unfair to you. Right, where there's something that you can't see that suddenly kills you, that you can only dodge if you know it's there, kind of thing. Um, which I think is a big thing of, like, uh, I want to be the guy, and that, like, the Mario Kaizo tradition inherited as well. Where it's, like, funny because a thing kills you that you weren't expecting. Um, this one is pretty fair. It's very hard. Uh, and it, but it does checkpoint a lot, and it, uh, you know, it presents all the things that it's going to give you, like, pretty much right off the bat. Like, you can see what you're getting into. Not always. Sometimes you're, like, falling and have to react quickly to something. Um, but I would say most of it is pretty fair. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like you said, the checkpoints, um, are generous. Also, uh, as an aside, I really like the way that they handle checkpoints given that this is a non-linear game um i it, i don't know it was something that i didn't really consider until like most of the way through and i was like oh wait a minute this is cool um, yeah yeah i i do miss a little bit of the checkpointing from uh from love where you could just have a checkpoint wherever you wanted but no it's fair i understand i understand that it's designed to for individual challenges. But yeah, it's not exactly like a one per screen, but it's more or less a one per screen. Yeah, basically. Um and it's it's uh I think one of the things that feels really so so I guess to to answer the question is it massacre? I think like uh you know, a a game where it's like this much focused on um can you get through perfectly because this game is like i don't know the where the difficulty of the game is kind of the point of the game 
to me that feels massacre. I would say I would call it like less massacre than I want to be the guy, more massacre than Celeste. Um, but like they're all oh, part you of would a call continuum. It more massacre than Celeste? than Celeste. I think so. Um, because to me Celeste feels more like um. The difficulty is part of the game, but it's not like the point of the game as much. Maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe that's like just my my sort of personal take on it. But uh, yeah, I guess opinions may vary. I, I would view it as slightly more Massacre than Celeste, yeah. Yeah, I would probably not agree, but we're going to be stuck in semantics here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not, not much. It doesn't yeah, matter. Not- they are they are all kind of in in the same like vague corner of a graph somewhere. Yeah. Um but one of the things that feels really um old school to me about this game is the map. Um it's it's like constructed of a series of like screens that are like in each one is like an individual challenge and then you you know like make your way through it as a map so that when it's when it's done it's like one big interconnected like series of tiles pretty much um which doesn't sound like an old fashioned thing but it feels very like you know metroidvania right like old school uh castlevania old school metroid of like yeah go screen by screen and you get some hint of what's adjacent to each screen tile and you're trying to uncover the whole map sort of thing. I don't know, that's my favorite part of the game. <laughs> I, I was about to say, I love yeah. the map. <clears throat> it's it's great. such a good tool, because especially when it's kind of about exploring the world, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. I guess it's like open world, and then instances where you find the area. Yeah, it almost has dungeons, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like just exploring the world and how they like provide the extra information to the map with like question marks or if you talk to someone you might see here's a secret or you might yep. see here's an instanced area. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun to explore. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uncovering feels- oh, sorry. No, we're probably going to say the same thing. Uh, having oh, like a bunch of tiles and like watching them open up and like uncover is fun. Yeah, and um and when you when you come into a new area, um it's it's always really exciting because of just the way that every kind of I I guess instance every kind of dungeony area is so distinct. It's like, "Ooh, here's something fun and new. Let's see what this is." Yeah, and each it, they do a nice thing where like each dungeony area um, has its own kind of mechanic. So the main mechanic of VVVVVV is uh, gravity switch. Um, so the idea is you're a bunch of these little, or you are one of a bunch of little pixel people um, who are like uh, stranded in space, and you gotta find all these um, all your missing crewmates. And there's like a bunch of teleporters around the area. And so it's just these big, solid-colored screens, uh, for the most part, and kind of a neon-y sort of look to it. And uh, 
in each area, so the main one is gravity switch, you hit a button. Instead of jump, you have the ability to flip gravity from on, on the vertical axis from like up to down. Um, and each area plays with that mechanic in a slightly different way. Um, like there's one that uh, has these little like wires in it, and every time you hit a wire, you auto gravity switch. Um, there's one where the every screen like wraps, so you can transition from top to bottom or left to right by going off the edge of the screen, and you have to find like the one exit that doesn't have a corresponding exit on the other side of the screen in order to leave. Um, there is one where there's like a bunch of little teleporters that uh, you're like constantly going back and forth between the same screens, but there's these tele you know you're doing so by uh, teleporting into one section of the screen and leaving in another teleporter. And um, probably the most interesting region is the tower, which is like an auto scroll section where there's spikes at the top and bottom, and you kind of have to stay in the middle of the screen at all times as it scrolls. Um, just kind of a, it's a, it's a cool variety, and each each area also like has its own music, and the music is really rad in this game. So oh, the music is so good. Yeah, like, so good. I, it's also one of the games where like every single track in the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all and bangers. It's all, yeah, it's all like you know, um, I don't know, pixel action music. I don't know how to describe the genre. But uh, but it's all very solid um, to the point where like I had um, I think like the main map theme just stuck in my head afterwards for a long time. Still kind of do, um, and I'm like I I didn't even like pay that much attention to this track while I was playing. But, yeah, it's uh, good stuff. It's good. Um, that said. <laughs> Lots to like about this game. I I turned on invincibility like like half an hour in. Like not even not half an hour in. I did give it like I don't know at least an hour hour and a half. But um, c c game's real hard, you guys. Yeah. Uh, yes, I did the same. Um, and also because a I did play it back in the day, and that was fine. Um, I didn't feel like I had to prove anything to myself. Uh, and also, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt that way too. Because I, I, I had played this game before. Um, and I got almost all the way to the end. I can tell you the exact screen where I rage quit. Because I took note of it when I passed through it again. Um, but playing it again this time, I was like... How? How did I get so far? How did I have the patience to get so far in the game last time? Like, I know I did it, and I know I did it without the assist, but, like, I can't imagine sitting here spending 40 minutes on one screen again. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how past me did it. Um, for the record, I got to uh, the sequence where you've you've... Uh, collected all of the crewmates, and then you're, like, teleported away and lost. Um, and you're going through the sort of, like, black and white area. Um, and I got to a screen called Vertigo, uh, where there's, mm -hmm. like, a... There's a series of um, 
obstacles that are like vertically scrolling and you have to like time your way falling through them. It's one of those screen wrapping ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I must have like died on that screen like over a hundred times. Like it, it, I, I played, I spent so long trying to get through that screen. And then the next screen does not have a checkpoint. You have to get through the next screen as well before you can save. Um, and I died on the next screen, and I had to go back and do Vertigo again. And I think I maybe got through Vertigo twice and died on the, the screen following before I decided, nah. Nah, I'm not worth it. I'm done. Yeah. So this time, I just turned on Invincibility. So what does Invincibility do? Do you get do you become immune to Spike? Yes, you are immune to spikes. Um, even in in the tower, um, <laughs> it scrolls as normal. But if you get close to either of the edges, they retreat. Uh, or if you get close to the bottom edge, it like retreats a little bit as well. So um, you're immune to spikes. You're immune to any of the obstacles that fly by and try and kill you, like the birds that sometimes like scroll past and just kill you. Um, yeah, it's still not entirely trivial uh, when you're invincible because there are still some platforming challenges that are like hard to get where you're going. Um, but it it is much like you know much 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 reduced. Um, I do I do kind of wish there was uh, some more granular options for that. Mm-hmm. Um, there like, is a it, game slowdown. Um, like I guess you that's can, true. You can reduce game speed, which but yeah it. It would be nice if to have could, a little bit If you granular. could turn off, like, only spike damage, or if you could turn off only projectile damage. I don't know, it was just making me think of, um, in, when we played Grounded, how they had a ton of options for, like, you take no damage, or, um, I think, because I think we, we, we did that in different directions, where you just turned off damage, and I turned off enemies are immediately hostile. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, I just, I like, I like when the options are, are, are granular and uh, easy to customize, but you know yeah. I get it. Also, yeah, there's also there's only so many things, so many ways that things can kill you in this game. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, the game also contains giant sad elephant that turns you sad for a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of games I, have that. I yeah. forgot about that. Um, yeah, I'm looking at. I found a. I found a good detail map of uh, of the game. I'll put it in the in the oh, podcast yeah. uh, thing here, so folks can see it. But it's uh, helping me remember what all is in this game. But yeah, I mean the 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 primary antagonist of this game is spikes. There are a lot of spikes, and there are mm-hmm. a lot of levels where there's like stuff scrolling by that will kill you. Um, that are like projectiles, but spikes is the biggest and most constant, and that's potentially where some of the the title comes from. The v v v v v v v. That's oh, I think one too many. Oh my god! They look like spikes. I never <laughs> thought about that. I always wondered why it's called that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the title is a bunch of spikes. I mean, also all the characters are named something that starts with V, and there are yeah, but that absolutely think. came after. Yeah. But yeah, I believe it is called that because it is the title is the spikes, which is. is a 
an argument for it being a massacre game, right? It is literally the title is the thing that kills you. Yeah. Um, Still doesn't explain why the soundtrack is called PPPPPP. <laughs> and all the tracks start with a P. Hmm. I bet there's a. I bet there's some fun. Is the the composer's name start with a P by any chance? Don't believe so. There's also there's little collectible medallions in the game um, that are like scattered around the place that are like extra hard challenges. Um, uh, there's definitely at least one which uh, I just even in my original game I'm like yeah no I'm not doing that. Um, it's the one where you have to like fall a bunch in one direction and then fall a bunch in another in the other direction in order to get to a thing that's like four steps in front of you. Yeah, it's a Vinny Vicky. That's the one, yep. Um, I don't... I, I saw that one, and I saw what they expect you to do, and I'm like, ha ha ha, no. Um, yeah. But you need to collect all of them to get the, like, good ending. Um, which is a little sad. Like, the the... The the normal ending is like you you get everybody and you get your spaceship back to normal, but you're not able to fix the teleporter malfunction stuff, so you're kind of stranded. Um, as are anyone else who like used to live in this vicinity. Um, but if you find all the things, you get to go to the secret lab, and then and then there's like you, there's not even like a cutscene for it or anything. You can read on one of the terminals or like by talking to someone. They're like, oh yeah, no, we fixed it. Everything's fine now. Like, that's the whole, that's the only indication you get that, like, it's a better ending. Yeah, you fuse together to one big guy for, yep, like, and... two seconds. Then yep, it's over. Break, break through a wall. Um, but this is maybe the only game I've ever played where I've gotten all the secrets without looking for any secrets. Wow, did you actually, you actually got all the medallions? I am very impressed, Carl. You are nice. you are yeah. definitely the gamer among us. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, there, there's like three I would consider being quite challenging. Is v Vinny Vidivici one of them? Yeah. Um, one is the one where you have to go through several several rooms without touching a checkpoint to release uh, a moving platform. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, I think I couldn't figure out that one out because I thought because it seemed like it reset um when you went back. Like when you changed the screen transition. Maybe yeah, it resets when you change screen transition, but you have to get it moving and then die and then have the checkpoint that is on the same screen. Oh Trixie. Trixie, Trixie. That one is quite challenging. Ah, uh, no wonder that was, uh... <laughs> no wonder I couldn't figure out how to do that one legit. Um... Yeah, that's very puzzly. Um, yeah. I don't know, any other, like, favorite moments? 
I don't know. I, the, the big elephant is like really up there. Just it's for a, how. It's such a weird thing to run into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, just, just moving around in the overworld, I think it's quite fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that is probably my favorite part about the game, legit, um, is like just uncovering things in the overworld. Because that just feels good. Um, it's why I, I was like vaguely suggesting we play. Um, Knight, or a Knit, as I call it. Um, it's because that is, is it called Knit? Um, yeah. I've heard it, I've heard people pronounce it both ways, and now I have no idea. Um, it's Swedish. Oh, I, say, okay. I think I think I had, like, read somewhere that, that it is a Swedish word. Doesn't it mean, like, little creature or something? Yeah, you usually, like, it's sort of like an older word, where you kind of refer to a little kid maybe baby okay that makes it's sense. just a little guy it's just a little guy, guy. um That's yeah fair. okay knit uh, i was gonna suggest we play knit but the thing is knit has a map but it doesn't the map is like super abstract and it just shows you how many tiles there are and which one you're on it doesn't show you any details and you don't uncover stuff as you go through it so that is uh unfortunately not as fun <laughs> Yeah, uncovering the map as as you play this game is like one of the real joys, because um, you you know you get to slowly see how everything is connected. But then you find like there are areas that's like, well, how do I get there? And then eventually, like you figure it out. Sometimes it's the teleporter sections. It's like, oh, that's what's in that space. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just very very satisfying when you have uncovered the whole map and you can just kind of look at it. And yeah, be happy. It's, it's... It's a like an old school game pleasure that I'm I'm surprised that more modern games don't do. Um like I feel like there's lots of I mean maybe they do. I guess like you do um It's still mostly like a Metroidvania thing. I feel like there aren't that mm -hmm. many like there is some map uncovering but it doesn't feel quite the same when it's like not a tiled map. Yeah. Um, um because there's there's very distinct units of progress. Um, to there is a there is an element of one of the maps, and I won't say which one for spoilers. Um, but one of the maps in Tears of the Kingdom feels that way a little bit. Um, but uh, it's it's not quite the same. It's it's there's something about each distinct screen is like a unit of progress, mm -hmm. um, and trying to figure out how they connect. That is that. That's just real good. Why don't why don't like why is that not a universal thing that like was picked up from this era? Yeah, and then on the other hand, you've got your Etrian Odysseys where you have to draw your own map, which mm -hmm. I also love. I haven't. I don't think I've ever completed an Etrian Odyssey game, but like, just because they're long. <laughs> but that's yeah. like the best part of those is like oh yes I have to now I'm going to now I am the cartographer yes um, I, I, I get less uh, out of that. like I can see there are definitely some games where that's that sort of thing is fun but um, I I wouldn't want to do that for like Knit even though I, I do like Knit and I would love to have a map like this that unfolds for Knit but um just in some ways, just to see where I have and haven't been. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a it is a good gauge of progress in that way as well, where it's easy to look at the map and go like, oh, there's a whole big corner of uncovered space up there, 
that I haven't been to, I should go there next because, you know, like that'll that'll probably give me some new stuff. Or like, oh, yeah. when I was going through this area, there's one screen that I missed. So like, I wonder if there's a secret there. Yeah, it gives a very clear sense of progression and a very clear sense of direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And it usually, like, makes a very pretty object when you're done, right? Like, seeing a completed map is usually just a pleasant thing to look at. Um, obviously, that depends on the game, but uh, I don't know. Connected. Yeah. It requires you to have connected maps. Can be yeah. an issue. Yeah. And some of the areas in VVVVV are, and some of them are not. Because, um, like, the area with the wrapping screens kind of doesn't doesn't do that. Um, and there's the whole, like, the tower in the center is kind of cut off from everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's still... Uh, I don't know, looking at the this final image of the map, like, it's cool to see. And you get, like, one of the neat things is, like, because you, like, traveled to these places and uncovered them all, like, e- you get a little tiny nostalgia bump for each uh, part you look at as well, right? Because every time yeah. you look at a thing, you're like, oh, I remember doing that. I remember that part being difficult. Oh, like, I remember how this connected to this and it was surprising. Right, like it's each each region of the screen that you're looking or the image that you're looking at is uh, is associated with like actual um, interactive memory of the place, which is kind of like neat. It's it's uh, very evokes an interesting sensation. Yeah, like I still have the the detail map that you posted like in up in a a tab, and I am just like looking at it. I I cannot stop. Yeah. So there's that. What about this detail over here? Oh yeah, I remember this detail over here. Oh yeah, like this part was really hard. Like screw this part and yeah. so on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It also makes me wonder why the tower is in the middle. And not off to a side. I don't know. Just there's not really a point. It's there is it no does, sides. It does I was gonna say it does sort of block you from um yeah, from but that getting would be across the case. without teleporters. Yeah, but that would be the case even if it was to the side. And like Yeah, because it wraps everything moved to the side. Cause it's still yeah, it still wraps, so going left just means Yeah, you would think they would put the ship in the middle, um, because that's like your starting base. But no. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's just how they decided to organize it, I guess. Um, one thing that uh, I guess one other mechanic that we didn't mention in this game is, uh, as as mentioned, you have to go through and like find little your all the little guys, and a number of them you have to then uh, escort back to a teleporter. Um, the worst part of, of the them. game. Yeah, and like, <laughs> that's that is still a pain in the neck, even with invincibility turned on. Um, yeah, because they can fall into areas where they can't get out of, and then you have to like manually reset the screen. Oh, they are invincible still. Yeah, 
they're invincible, but that means like there's there's some areas that are designed to like reset when you get the guy killed. Um, and if they don't reset, then the guy is just stuck and can't get back out. So it's like, oh, well, I guess I just have to reset. Yeah, it doesn't help with the one where there's moving platforms moving up and yep. down. You have to make him jump you from to one to another. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you have yeah. to make him jump. And uh, there's there's platforms that can like bounce off your character's head and then get out of sync with the others, which uh, I think I never Whoa. noticed in the regular playthrough <laughs> because normally that platform kills you because there's spikes on it. Um, so it never comes up. side effects. Yeah. They do mention when you turn on invincibility, like, this may cause glitches in the game. Um, so that might be one of them. Yeah. Um... Which doesn't necessarily... Getting the platforms out of sync doesn't necessarily make the, that part of the level unplayable. It can, but it, it can also just make it harder. <laughs> so that's one of the few things that's still difficult, even when you're invincible. <laughs> I guess, I wonder if you could theoretically um, bump them so that they are all in the same... Like, that they are all not, you know, staggered, but they are all just moving at the same point at the same rate. Um, that would probably be, like, way more trouble than it's worth to actually pull off for very little <laughs> yeah. reward. And yeah. I think they're probably far apart enough that you can't just walk across them anyway. Because um, I remember that screen, and I don't remember exactly how far apart they are. But No. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't have much else to say. <laughs> I know, is this going to be a short one? <laughs> I think it's going to be a short one. It's colorful. The music is great. Um, it might be worth... It's only like 250 on Steam. It's real cheap. Um, it might be worth playing just to kind of... You know, for historical value and to kind of see what it's like. Especially because you can, at any point, turn on invincibility. And just get through most of it if it seems too hard. Um, but yeah... You know, I would say they don't make them like this anymore, but they absolutely do. Um, like, this is still a well-known and beloved genre of games. The, like, platformer that is, like, teeth-grindingly hard. Um, yeah. If you, I, it, it's if difficult you... to say, like... I don't know. Something about Terry Cavanaugh is just, like... I feel like he always knocks it out of the park, no matter what yeah. he does. Yeah, um, this is certainly a very, a very like well created and stylish mm -hmm. version of that, right? Like, which not mm -hmm. all of them are. Um, it has, it has a lot of style and a lot of its own kind of vibe um, that is that is pretty unique. I also think yeah. it's very like high quality design for when yeah. it was made because mm -hmm. it really takes into consideration. Okay, if the characters cannot jump, but instead only can traverse by switching gravity, mm -hmm. what does what challenges does that make? And yeah, what shapes does that allow very for? good puzzles around that. Yeah, I mean, like Veni Vidivici is a great example of that because, again, like literally, there is like a one block high little speed bump between you and the secret medallion, right? That in any other game, like, you could step over it, let alone jump. But because your character can't jump, 
all you can do is flip, and the whole ceiling is open, and it the open ceiling uh, just leads into a long, long vertical fall with spikes on either side that's like a maze that you have to navigate back and forth. And when you hit the, the top of that long fall, there is a tiny platform that you have a moment to reverse your direction, um, and then you have to do the entire fall again in the other direction. Yeah, it's, and they um, even put in a false dead end direction that you can yeah. accidentally go down and die. Yeah, it's um, is this? It's seven screens tall. Um, yeah. it's huge. Yeah, and 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 all of this just to land slightly to the right. Like you could do the entire thing and not land far enough to the right and still be stuck <laughs> if mm-hmm. you're not careful. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like. It's insane that, you know, it's just this tiny, it's just this tiny little obstacle. It's this tiny little barrier. And yet, (laughs) and yet, it's the hardest thing in the game. I don't know if it's the hardest, but it is very hard. It's certainly a classic puzzle. Yeah, it's, it's the most, it's the most notorious challenge in the game, I think. That or the Gravitron. Well, the Gravitron is so fun. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's just such a a great use of like we don't have a lot of mechanics in this game, um, but what we do have, we're going to use to really incredibly great effect. Yep, Um, it's it's the two wires that you can that auto bounce you, so you're just bouncing up and down like a little uh, inverted trampoline. Uh, nonsense, uh, and you just have to keep bouncing up and down and survive for a certain amount of time while obstacles fly in from either side. And it is it is fun. The, the bouncing mechanic, I think, is my favorite sub mechanic mm-hmm. um, because that there's a lot of like good flow feels you can get just yeah. like hitting stuff at the right time and position. Um, I also. I like the tower when I am immune to the tower. I feel like the tower was like just incredibly stressful when I did it not on uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Invincible. But when you actually have time to like stop and appreciate its design, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Gravitron, when you finish the game... There is a like a separate like ultra graviton challenge where you can just like it's like how long can you survive in this mode? I didn't try it, but I noticed that there's a trophy for surviving more than like five seconds. Um, so... There's multiple trophies, and the yeah. last one is for surviving a minute. Yeah. So it's real hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I assume. Again, I did not try it because they don't let you try it with invincibility on for obvious reasons. Um, and I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, embarrassing myself by <laughs> turning off invincibility and dying two seconds in. But yeah, there's a trophy for like every, pretty much every five seconds up to a minute or something like that. Uh, yeah. And that's VVVVVV. It's it's uh it's very hard, but very stylish and well made. 
Yeah, and just, yeah. I don't know, a, a game of, like, historical significance, I think. Yeah. Um, I want to I wanna play more games that are just the exploration part, that are just about that kind of map uncovering. Surely those must exist, right? Somebody must have done that? Probably. So that would actually be very made surprised. me think of a not very similar game that I played quite recently, which was Silent Hill 2. Uh-oh. That was my favorite part, is just having a checklist of rooms and then going into them one by one, seeing <laughs> yeah. what exists. Is is there anything in here? And then it gets marked on the map, and I'm happy. Yeah. It's funny how sometimes the simplest pleasures, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, there's gotta be, like... Listeners, let us know if you know of any games that are just about like exploring and uncovering tiled maps. Um, like I said, I was hoping Knit would be that, um, but the, it doesn't have the map, so it doesn't have the satisfaction. I know there is a like higher budget sequel type thing called Knit Underground, um, which maybe has that. I don't know, um, but I will probably have to play that at some point. It looks like aesthetically more like um Whatchamaface. Uh what was the black and white one about the little boy who dies to everything? That's like before inside, same studio. Oh, limbo. Limbo, limbo. Yeah. 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 It has the kind of limbo it looks like it might have a kind of limbo style aesthetic, which I don't like as much as the original Nets aesthetic. Uh Knit's aesthetic. So um you know, I'm a. I think that's why I'm a little hesitant to start it. But uh, I should probably finish the original Knit first. I always play a bunch of it and then like stop like halfway through or like three quarters of the way through. But it is yeah. that cool. Like you know, there's just a bunch of landscape, and you keep coming into new screens and being like, "Oh, this is a cool thing that's just here." Like. That I didn't, I didn't think was gonna, I was gonna run into, and like, oh, I didn't realize I could go this way, or like, oh, this connects to this and this way, um, and that experience is pretty fun. I just wish it had a map like this one. I'm looking. I'm just looking. I just did a Google search for like games about uncovering a map, and I'm trying to see if anything, uh, anything good comes up. But I don't, I don't know. None of these. I don't want to dig into this while we're recording. But none of these uh, results look promising, so never yeah, mind. Fair. Yeah. The game that instantly came to my mind was like Yume Nikki, but I, it's less about mm -hmm. uncovering the map and more about exploring secrets, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, I mean, I have also technically never played Yume Nikki. Um, I've heard a lot about it, though. I have watched some video essays about Yume Nikki. Yeah, that's one that I've never like really dug into and played all of, but I've played I've played some of it. Um, yeah. it's it's definitely a, a thing you can do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think the sequel is like ten times worse. Mm. I heard it had a really bad 3D remake at one point. Oh cool. <laughs> that sounds not great. Yeah. Um I I have a a fun like 
a video essayist that I like who did uh, both the original and the 3D remake uh, as like one video. If you're curious, I can post that in the mm. Discord. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, again, listeners, like if this is if you kind of get the vibe we're talking about, and you want to uh, let us know of more games like this, we'd love to play them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can suggest games on our Discord that you should join. I don't know. Is this, was that a segue? Yeah, it sounded like it could have been a segue. It, do it. Take it. <laughs> yeah, you can do that on the Discord, um, which you can find on the Twitter. Um, I will... If I forget to post a link like I do frequently, it's it's in there. You just gotta scroll until you find it. That's all. It's it's like a secret that you can uncover in your real life is the Discord <laughs> link. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did we do it? Have we talked about it? I feel like we're all kind of floundering to come up with yeah, things to no, say. No, no, that's, that's other the, uh, than... we talked about it. You're, you're, we're into plugs now. Keep going. Okay. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hello. You can find me on Twitter also, uh, at Kelso Time Bomb. You can find the podcast Twitter on Twitter, predictably, at Feedback Force. Yeah. Uh, or on, you can find us on SoundCloud. Uh, they probably know where to find the podcast if they're listening to this. If you're listening to the podcast, but yeah, just in case you didn't know, um, SoundCloud is like where we upload it to, but then it's also on Spotify. Um, that's, which, you know, that's really funny to me for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> what? That it's on Spotify? No, we have a podcast on <laughs> Spotify. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm Kyla. You can find me uh, at Kyla underscore Go on Twitter. I occasionally check it, not that not that often these days. Um, you can also find me um, uh, at Kyla Gorman Fury on Instagram if you want to see pictures of my gecko. He's very cute. Yes, gecko. Oh, yeah. Hello, I'm Carl and. I don't have social media right now. Carl is unreachable. Carl is unreachable. unreachable. But Carl we is living the dream. Recorded a trailer for our game. Ooh. Oh, nice. We finished last week. How can people find so, that? They cannot right now, but I will update you <laughs> soon. Yes, Carl will, Carl soon. will post a link, a link in the Discord when it's available. Yes. Uh, it's just like, how can there we find this trailer? News. You can't. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and don't look for any other trailers. We don't want you to see that. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, this is a trailer's free zone. Uh, yeah. But I can look up uh, Pika Spray uh, Yume Niki, which is where the which is the video that I was talking about. Um, I think. Wait a minute, we skipped we skipped part of the podcast. We skipped the part of the podcast where we talk about the next game. Is that is that before plugs usually? Yes. I feel like it is. It is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the format of our own goddamn podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what a train wreck! Like we're here on time, but at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you. Listen, remembered. we had a good we had a good segue, and we had to take it. Um, so, like that's you know, like we can't we couldn't pass up the segue, even if it was to the wrong segment. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Oh. Uh, meanwhile, uh, wait. I... Hang on. It's it's a mystery how we got so off track. Boom. Go. <laughs> Speaking of mysteries. Yeah. Uh, our next game that we are going to play is the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, which is a game that was released, according to Steam, was released March 31st, but was actually released April 1st. Um, so it is sort of an April Fool's Day game. Um, it is created by, my understanding is it is, it is like listed as a Sega game, um, but my understanding is it's actually created by like the social media team for Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and it's just a cute little tongue-in-cheek, like, murder mystery Viznov that's kind of very gently poking fun at the characters a little bit. Um, at, well, at, you know, it's it's also very, like, celebrating the, the franchise. It's, it's very pro-Sonic, but, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's cute. I've seen, uh, a, a chunk of it already on a Let's Play, although I have not seen how it ends, so... Um, I have one big problem with this game, but I cannot talk about it because it would be okay. spoiling. Yeah, okay. I, I, I can guess what it is, but uh, um, yeah, so The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, it's free on Steam. It's like two hours, two to three hours long. Um, so <laughs> it is listed uh, on Steam as similar to uh, Danganronpa. <laughs> so... You know, yeah. if you really like Danganronpa, you may enjoy this uh, Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog Viznov. Let's see, I'm looking at, um, similar to games you've played, Tangle Tower and The Silver Case. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love the, the Steam algorithm for games that are, you know, for I mean, similar, because it's, it's always based on something that you've played. Um, so I mean, they're both like, um, they're both, you know, murder mysteries. Like, I understand why it's like that is less of a weird recommendation than some others, but yeah, tonally very different. Yeah, that's 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 the real the real thing is the the tonal whiplash. Um, I love to play my Sonic visual novel mystery and then play the silver case on a recommendation and have my head blown <laughs> off uh, yep. <laughs> i'm just yep. thinking about that um conceptually uh, as the trajectory for playing these two games yeah. in sequence but anyway that's like a, a just a hypothetical thing that i'm having fun with in my mind uh, oh, we'll see if i rage quit this one <laughs> you never know um, yeah, so that's long it. That's time. been the podcast, I think. Yeah, long-time listeners will will recall that I, I famously rage quit the silver case. That's fine. Uh, I get I it. I don't rage quit very many of the games that we play, but it does happen occasionally. Yeah, the silver case was, um, is still, like, very near and dear to my heart. Um, boyfriend played it a couple years ago, and he also got really obsessed so i guess i picked a good one but like yeah nice. playing through the silver case was i think the way i described it was it wasn't fun but i couldn't stop um, <laughs> like yeah. it gave me a really bad headache and i was like no i gotta keep playing this game so you know i get it yeah I and i still it. need to play 25th ward same so do i um yeah but i think i want to replay the silver case before i do that but first, Which is 
the problem. We're playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, first no, we're playing, we're playing the, murder the murder of Sonic, of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yes, we are playing <laughs> the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, which, speaking of Sonic Hedgehog, uh, as I look over to my husband's computer right now, uh, there is a Sonic game being run right now at GDQ. So don't forget to go watch Games Done Quick and donate to Doctors Without Borders. See some cool speed runs. Yeah, and that's it. That's the podcast. That's, that's the podcast. We did it. Uh, and we'll be back in probably two weeks. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll try to do a better job next time. We did a fine job. I don't know okay. what you're talking about. I will not try to do better. This is one of our best episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right, yeah. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.